everybody, to another edition of the Mayfair Theatre Podcast. I'm Andrew. This is Josh. And who are you? Lee! Is it the Mayfair Theatre Podcast or just Mayfair Theatre Podcast? Whatever you, you want. Do you need the the in there? I think, I think on the... It's just Mayfair Theatre Podcast yeah. if you look it up. Yeah. But what, then it's what is the word the? What is it? Is the, the superlative? It's the same with Ramones, though, right? No. Like, if, if you go to... <laughs> back in the day, if you went to see the Ramones, very few people would say, I'm going to Ramones tonight. Right. They would say, I'm going to the Ramones, even though technically... Well, what does it make, that word the? the? Well, I get really upset if it's not the Mayfair. If it's just Mayfair, I get pissed off. Like Tommy Wiseau. <laughs> you start, like, flipping desks <laughs> and attacking people. The uh, Tommy's been... He's, like, selling all kinds of more stuff on, like, the Twitters and the Facebooks and stuff now. He's on Twitter? Yeah, or, like, if it's not him, it's, it must be him. He doesn't have people, right? Does he have people? Who? Tommy. He's, like, selling Tommy. watches and stuff. Tommy, Tommy Wiseau. Wiseau? Yeah. Oh, I don't think he's left his cave in months. Yeah, because he's selling, like, like a room-branded watch now. Oh, he should. Yeah. Yeah, as long as it, the strap doesn't go around your hips. Yeah. <laughs> like his underwear. It goes around your wrist instead. It sounds more interesting. Yeah. A hip watch would be, would be good. A head watch? A hip watch. Yes. I'd want it on your inner thigh, and I'd always check the time. <laughs> and that's a wrap. What's the time check on that? <laughs> and uh, Lee's dying of pneumonia, so... All kinds of things. It's children's fault, right? Yeah, I sound like Donald Trump. I'm sniffling. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's the cocaine abuse. It's really kind of caught up with me. Everyone I know with you kids... You can't blame the microphone, though. No. Kids, kids uh, will cause you to get swimming with disease. And hanging out with all those soccer kids, probably, too. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, what is it? Today is <coughs> Thursday, October 6th. So we'll be chatting about the movies coming up from the 7th to the 13th, 2016. Uh, we're into our Halloween month of programming where every weekend we have something cool and scary for you to check out. Um, I guess we could talk about that stuff right off the bat. Um, I don't know if it counts as a Halloween film, but we have... The Ottawa premiere of The Greasy Strangler, which is, what, what's the genre of this movie? It's a, it's a, it's comedy. It's like a John Waters. Is it John? Uh, yeah, John Resurrected. Waters. Yeah. In, in uh, track pants. <laughs> it's a, it's just like sweaty, it's a sweaty genre. And sweaty, greasy, disgusto. It's a, it's a, it's, it looks like trash exploitation or. Yeah. It's it's so hard to describe. And it's screened at a lot of the nerd festivals like Fantastic Fest and Fantasia. Uh, and it comes from Elijah Wood's production company, which is so strange since he's mostly associated with Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. But he's producing these kind of weird... What was the last one? The last one he did was the the one he was in. Swiss the, Army Man? Maniac? Uh, no, oh, yeah. Okay, the there Maniac was Maniac. Movie? And then... Uh, but he did the, the kid zombie movie. Oh, Cooties? Cooties, yeah. I always get Elijah, what's his name, Wood? Elijah and, Wood. And Daniel Radcliffe. The yeah, nah, that's fair. That makes sense. I think sense. they share the same shirt. Yeah, that's that's or something. two tiny and white some guys. Of the, who, some of the same genetics. Yeah. yeah, two tiny white guys who are in nerd movies who kind of look the same. It's funny, I simply want to see this movie, I think, just because it's fun sitting in the theater, and when the trailer comes off, just listening to the gasps. Yeah. Throughout the theater, I still haven't the seen the trailer. That's really fun. It's fun to just watch with other people. Well, mm. I don't even think they just made creepy on some. They didn't make like a green band trailer. I don't think every trailer I've seen has been yeah pretty hard. Probably yeah. should be yeah, yeah. Uh, online. But I, I guess it could classify. Uh, yeah, so I don't know if it's officially a Halloween type film, but it is a weird, gross out film. With if you a, like extreme cinema, this is a movie for you. Yeah, 
And uh, so, yeah, we have the Ottawa premiere of that uh, starting Saturday at 9, and we have that for three screenings. Uh, more of the Halloween, right down the middle of the Halloween-type programming, we have the first and final, supposed final, horror movies you can never quite trust, but the first and supposedly final Phantasm films. Phantasm Part 5. Ravager. Wait, R-A, big V for a 5, Adger. And this is... Um, I didn't realize it's been that long, but Phantasm Four was like sixteen or seventeen years ago. So I remember it was in a new release at West Coast Video. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oblivion is that the last one? I think remember? so, yeah. And VH- and I think it only got released on VHS. So maybe there was a Blu-ray by now, but probably by or now. DVD, but mm-hmm. I remember the VHS. I remember the v- I remember renting the VHS. I think Phantasm is interesting because it's it came out in the era of of Halloween, Friday Thirteenth, Nightmare on Elm Street. But and I could be wrong about this, but I don't think it has quite the cultural footprint of the other ones. Like anybody can kind of look at a hockey mask and go, "Oh yeah, it's Jason," uh, or most yeah. people would know Freddy. But the Phantasm films have a, a big cult following, and the filmmaker behind it, Don Coscarelli, went on to do a couple movies I love: John Dies at the End and Bubba Hotep. Beastmaster. 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 Yeah. Beast. <laughs> but. Um, Although there's five of them, I don't think they, they're quite as well-known as, as some of the other horror franchises that popped out of the 80s. But they're pretty beloved. Like, a lot, like you read any kind of horror magazine, nerd magazine, stuff online, uh, high <coughs> praise for them, especially in comparison to kind of the slasher films. The original Phantasm is a bit different. It's a bit... Um, how would you, it's almost more like, a, uh, like the weird dream sequences or villain that might be in like a European horror film mm-hmm. or something. And I, most, most horror film fan, fanatics I know love Phantasm. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's all, this is all getting a particular notice because of The Force Awakens' success. Which is so strange. J.J. <laughs> Abrams got behind this re-release because he named Captain Phasma in the movie after the Phantasm ball. The right. ball in Phantasm. that was the inspiration for that character's name so when he heard that there's a fifth one coming out he decided to get behind the re-release of the original film and remastered it yeah yeah and it even has like the the, the new poster which is beautiful like I, I, I I always bemoan Photoshop modern posters but this new for Phantasm remastered it's a a painted poster it has the the bad robot stamp on it even so Mm -hmm. yeah like it'll be interesting to see if this is like the start of something will, will JJ now just randomly pick his favorite yeah, weird little he'll, movies he'll and see himself as the new Quentin Tarantino yeah yeah <laughs> well yeah because speaking of like West Coast video days I was there when at that video store when Quentin started doing that mm, Rolling and, Thunder yeah and, put it, he put out like Switchblade Sisters and uh, yeah. Detroit 9000 and Hardcore Logo Hardcore Logo yeah, yeah. <laughs> Canadian content there was a hiccup there yeah <laughs> and but then he kind of petered off on doing that he he, he didn't because he could still do that if he just would he's done it to the uh, man with the iron fist was i think produced by him but i don't know if that counted as iron a, monkey donnie Yen's, um yeah big, yeah he did a couple of quentin tarantino presents which right. just means like he likes really them. liked it so yeah he's gonna put his name on it yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah but um but yeah phantasm five and it's interesting too because the filmmaker is Coscarelli, right? Or Coscarelli? Don Coscarelli, but he didn't direct this one. No. Somebody else he wrote did. it. Yeah, he wrote it and produced it, but didn't direct it. And I still haven't been able to find a reason, besides for him just 
It's just weird because he directed the first four that he didn't stick around to do the fifth one. He's a good filmmaker, but he doesn't direct a lot of films. No. Like he has a small filmography over, and he's been around since the early 80s. Yeah. So he just, you know, like... Well, he started talent. making films when he was still a teenager. Yeah. He did a couple of movies before Phantasm, like a couple of, like... Uh, he doesn't need to be Come. like Woody Allen and have yeah. a movie yeah. every year. He's more like a Terrence Malick. Because, well, yeah, because even the gap between... The gap, whatever was before Bubba Hotep, it might have been Phantasm... Or something. It was it was like seven or eight years, and then the gap between Bubba Hotep and John dies at the end is another like mm. five years or so. I think a lot of it is just it's hard to make a movie, especially of that genre. So I think it takes him a while to kind of get the financing put together and and do it. But yeah, he's and he'll do like some TV stuff every once in a while, like he did that Masters of Horror. Mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, he's he's a filmmaker who you know a film or two a decade. Well, I think I in an interview he said like he'd try and get financing for like a particular project, and the people would be like, uh, "Yeah, we don't want to do that." But hey, do you want to do another Phantasm? Right. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kind of got stuck. Yeah, and you see that now. Like, it's interesting now. I find more and more actors of a certain age or filmmakers of a certain age are kind of going like, "Yeah, we'll go back and do that. I will do what the fans want me to do." Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's uh, looking forward to seeing this final one. And like I said, it's always kind of funny when they say the final, because often horror movies say the final, and mm-hmm. then there's you know another couple come out after well, that. I don't, I, don't, what, I don't understand what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> Jason's uh, no, Freddy's dead. Freddy's dead. Yeah. <laughs> Friday there the was 13th, a poster. The there was a chapter. final Friday tagline. Yeah, but it wasn't called Final Friday. Yeah, and he, and even even I he, think that might have been Jason goes to hell or something. The final Friday. Yeah, that sounds like the last of that move. Those movies. Yeah. Um, yeah. Even Indiana Jones had his last crusade, and then yeah. came back and did another movie a few years later, and is going to do another one, I guess. But, um, but yeah. So that'll be uh, premiering Friday at nine for the new film, and then Friday at eleven, a late late show for the original Phantasm. And then if you want to watch them in order, you can do that as well because we have Phantasm playing on Sunday. And then Ravager playing on Monday and Tuesday, but uh, it is it'll, it's kind of interesting if you watch the last one and then go back and see the remastered uh, original, which is from 1979, so quite a few years ago. Uh, I found a trailer for um, not a trailer, a radio ad for the original mm. that we're going to tag on to the end of this that I thought was really oh, cool. Oh, there's a short. We're showing a five minute short film before Ravager now. Oh. Which one? It was just sent. Um, it's a short film that ties, that links the original film to the new film. Oh. So it hasn't been announced on our website. But it just came in to us, but it will play before all our screenings of Ravager. It's just a five-minute short film about how Phantasm connects to Phantasm Ravager. Oh, that's neat. Yeah, it's new, and it's directed by the guy who did the fifth film. Yeah. Ravager. Cool. <laughs> I, like that. I know nothing about it. Nothing. Hot off the presses. Yeah, I don't even know what it is. Can I see if I can find the title? I wish it, it's... A little while ago, Marvel was, I don't know where I read this, said they were going to do short live-action films in front of their features. So kind of like fourth-tier characters, a little like five-minute thing of, of you know, uh, uh, Cloak and Dagger or, mm. or, or, you know, Punisher before he made his comeback. And I thought that was a really neat idea to have a little, like a serial, a Marvel serial in front of... Oh, well, what didn't Wes Anderson do that? I think so, yeah. And with, then like, uh, oh, with the uh, Darjeeling Limited. Yes, you're yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. And it's a, a real rarity nowadays. Like, like live action shorts 
went away <laughs> decades ago. Uh, animation kind of is hanging in there because Pixar and every so often Disney will do it as well. Mm. But um, it's but, called sorry, it's oh, called yeah. Phantasm and You. Phantasm and You. It sounds like the Broadway musical. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so that is our <coughs> horror film offering for this week. That's an odd title. Phantasm and you. Or it sounds like a like a autobiography. Yeah. By by uh, the tall man. Uh, the opposite end of the spectrum, we have family matinees this weekend of Kubo and the Two Strings from Leica Animation. We have that Saturday at one and Sunday and Monday at one thirty. Boy, that's a good movie. Oh, so good. It's 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 one of those movies where I kind of say, you know, without naming names, every once in a while when we're doing something on Facebook or Twitter, sometimes it's hard to find a positive review of a movie. Just it happens. It's but, like the best reviewed film in the theaters right now. <laughs> yeah, and you, you go to any you go to the, the Metacritic or you go to the Rotten Tomatoes, and it's just it's at like it's funny when something's at ninety seven percent because you're like, okay, who's the guy who didn't yeah. like this movie? And I think it's going to be, it'll, awards don't mean anything really, but I will be shocked if it isn't nominated and win Best Animated Film. Because especially this year, it's, Zootopia was good, but this was just something extra. This was, like, this was, uh, the storytelling and the characters and the, uh, yeah. The animation, the the, the the style of animation and the, and the model effects. And my yeah. God, it was like watching. It reminded me of, her, you know, I watched it with my son, so it, I, I really do think it was probably the best bit of entertainment I've seen in the theater yeah. since The Force Awakens. Oh, yeah. And and I've, I've been a big fan of this animation studio since they started with Coraline about a decade ago, a little less than a decade ago. And a couple of times I've gone to their presentations at the Animation Fest, mm. which is always fun because they'll, like, pass around props so I got to like hold the Paranorman armature and play with it a bit and they pass out like the little faces and they just basically go like, please give these back to us. <laughs> and But they, they show the, the behind the scenes, you know, behind the scenes on any kind of effects movies are impressive or, or traditional animation. But you see the behind the scenes on stop motion and it's just, you just well, see, I, like... I can't get over it. The end credits of Kubo. Yeah. The, the, uh, there's a behind the scenes a little bit with the, the skeleton with the swords in his head. Yeah, yeah. And why, it's, it amazes me that they felt the need to build that as a giant. I said the same thing, yeah. <laughs> it's this giant uh, animatronic character, yeah. and it's like five times bigger than a human being. Yeah. And there are ladders animating this, I guess because they wanted the other characters to fly around its head and stuff. It's yeah. so impressive. No one makes movies like that anymore. Um, it's okay, everybody around you. <laughs> oh, um, someone's phone went off. We got started. Find another podcast. Uh, um, Never mind. Okay, yeah. Kubo. <laughs> Josh's internal monologue that, just went off. Yeah, that was weird. And, um, yeah, that, that puppet was 18 feet tall. And you look at it, and logic dictates, um, couldn't you make your hero puppet smaller? Yeah. <laughs> but they didn't. But that scene is so nice. It's, it's yeah. so beautiful to watch. Thank you for making it that big. You know, yeah. I guess they would have been involved if they they could have made it and used a little bit of CGI, but yeah, I guess they wanted to stick to uh, you know traditional forms of animation. I love the character of the two witches, the two twisted yeah. sister witches. I love when her face mask broke at the bottom and you can see her mouth. Yeah, I, I just I was so in love with so much of the dark yeah. drama and overall story arc was fantastic, and the, and the, the central character and 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 the 
there's a, there's a pig now. What's the uh, monkey? Monkey, yeah. Yeah, the monkey was cool. And I like their films because they're they're kids' films, but they're scary kids' films. Yeah. And when I was a kid, I loved scary stuff. And, you know, some, some kids do not. And, you know, and I'm not talking about watching, like, a Dario Argento movie when I was a kid or anything, but watching Monster Squad or the Thriller video or 80s stuff like that. And... Leica, in, in all their films, in, in, in Paranorman, Box Trolls, Coraline, and now Kubo, it's always like a kid hero, and it's always like this, like a quest, and it's always got some scary stuff in it. And This is my favorite film from them. I probably, yeah. like And, and it was different, where the first three were... I like the others, I just think yeah. this is phenomenal. The first three were more gothic overall. This had its supernatural elements and scary stuff, but it, uh, yeah, and there's some scenes where... I'm pretty good about getting lost in the movie, but every once in a while there's a scene where uh, I think it's like the witches are invading the 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 the, the quiet, beautiful little Japanese mm-hmm. town, and it's just this shot of like fifty people making a run for it. Yeah, and you just stop for a second. And you're like, oh my god! Like somebody had to go in and move every little arm fifty times, and every and the the boat made out of leaves. And there's yeah. a fight scene. My favorite scene is the fight scene on the boat, the sinking boat between the monkey and the witch. Yeah. And it's sinking, and it's it's such a good action bit. And 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 sadly, this has not been a giant hit of right. a film. And I think it's done okay enough that in the long run they'll break even and on you know DVD sales if, that, if that's still a thing. Uh, but you know licensing to other mm-hmm. other means. Yeah, I, yeah. But it it breaks my heart a little bit that. You know, well, Alvin and the Chipmunks garners four sequels, and something like Kubo just scrapes by. I and, think Finding Dory, yeah, the success of that has killed Kubo. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, and yeah. I'll never watch Finding Dory again. That's <laughs> my life. Yeah, yeah. But you know, Kubo is something I'd like. I'd watch again. Oh yeah. So yeah. So uh, a second chance to see that. Uh, we screened it twice. One day it didn't do so well, but then the next day did great. So I hope, hopefully, crowds will come yeah, in. Yeah, we had a rainy Sunday. Rainy, rainy Sundays, Sundays are, are yeah. always good. Rainy Sundays are good for us. Hopefully, it'll be miserable weather. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're, yeah, a little bit miserable. The hurricane will touch down in Ottawa shortly. <laughs> yeah. We'll have good business. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so do come check out that. Uh, highly recommended. Uh, what are our other films this week? I'm not super familiar. Lee, you might have to jump in on these. So we have two dramas this week. One is called uh, Indignation. 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 So that is a uh, 1950s film about a working class Jewish boy from Jersey and uh, living in a lonely. Yeah. <laughs> and based yeah. on a, a novel by Philip Roth, I believe. Yes, who giantly acclaimed author, Pulitzer mm. Prize winner. Didn't we just show another Philip Roth movie recently? No. Maybe. There's another one coming out, I think, with Ewan McGregor. Oh, maybe that's what I'm thinking of, yeah. Um, but yeah, so we have that coming up this weekend. Lee, do you know what that one's about a bit more? So, sorry, which film are we talking about? Indignation? Oh, no, I, I, it's, the reviews are great. Yeah. It's, 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 um, and it played very little at the Bytown. I just thought we'd give it a try. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the reviews are super. So we have that. It's a critically acclaimed film. Uh and then the other is a Canadian film. Yeah, that, that's a necessity. The new Xavier Dolan film, Juste la fin du monde. What was his last film? His Mommy. Last... Mommy. Right. Which is excellent. Yeah, which we screened. Yeah. God, was that like a year ago already? Who's or... directing um, 
Who's directing Blade Runner 2? Uh, Denis Villeneuve? Yeah, so this this is oh. like the new Denis Villeneuve. Yeah. It's a, both but, but this guy, he's a kid. He's like 26 or something. So right. so in a few years, he'll be directing like a Dallas Buyers Club and then he'll get he'll to do it. He'll be doing three Amigos 2. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what better career path for a young filmmaker? Oh, to bring back those kids <laughs> yeah. is a dream. Chevy Chase is like, I'm in. <laughs> I, I I heard there was a sequel. Mark Short's dead, right? No, he's no, fine. <laughs> Chevy <laughs> Chase is kind of alive. Yeah, they're they're all still around. They could all still do it. Uh, but yeah, so uh, a couple of dramas this week. If you're not into the either weirdo or horror genres, uh, which as I've said a bunch of times, which I like about here at the Mayfair is that uh, you know if Halloween stuff isn't your fair, we have other offerings for you to come and check out. Um, I think we booked a couple things since we spoke last. Yeah, the violin teacher. Mm. Violin teacher. Uh, it's what is that? It's French Brazilian. What is it's? It's not from. I believe it's. Uh, I believe it's Brazilian. Brazil, I I know I had a hard. It is Brazilian. I had a hard time finding a trailer with subtitles. And it won for the it. audience award at the San Paulo International Film Festival. Yeah, it is. It's it's a. Uh, I think it's a movie so young and it's international release it was difficult finding like an english poster or an english um trailer but yeah it'll be it'll be with english subtitles that one and operation mekong oh that's the one i was thinking oh of. yeah that's, the, what I was that's the one that's kind of a, a hot off the press action movie premieres on october 15th it's a war film yeah, next friday next saturday yeah yeah that looks good the trailer's great and that's um, the the posters are cool for that one too. Yeah. Ever since Ip Man three, we found a Chinese audience. Yeah. We thought we'd try a little bit more of the Hong Kong action film. And I think it's. I mean, any film when you say based on a true story is a bit iffy, but this is based on a true story, which I just know from my little bit of writing about it on our social media and the poster. Mm-hmm. And it was a giant hit over there. And yeah, it's it's interesting that these films are available because. You know, sometimes people will ask, like, oh, I saw this film at Fantasia, and can you guys get it? And we're like, we wish, but it's just not readily available. We will be showing the new Jackie Chan movie, um, Railway Tigers. I haven't, I don't have an exact date for it yet, but okay. in December we will be showing it. It looks great. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's about some railway workers, in China, Chinese railway workers who start a revolution, and uh, it's from the director of, uh, the guy who did um, Little Big Soldier. Mm-hmm. Um, and he did Police Story Lockdown, which is good. Good little yeah. filmmaker. Jackie Chan's got like a big year. He's got Stanley Tung's new movie, yeah, Kung Fu Yoga. <laughs> <laughs> Skip Trace. Skip Trace yeah. with uh, Johnny Knoxville. And there's another, yeah, he's filming something really big right now. And he's getting the Oscar. So around the yeah. same time, he just gets the Oscar. We'll be showing his new movie here, Railway Tigers. Mm. That's cool. So that's like a, a Western period piece kind of thing? Mm. Like, Yeah. Is it is it him? Is it... Old school Jackie Chan style? Is he like no, kicking people? No. It's, he's got a goatee, which is strange. Oh. It, barely, it looks like he's wearing a Jackie Chan mask. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't look himself, but the, the filmmaker, the, the, their um, accomplishments together have been quite quite good. Yeah. I really love Little Big Soldier. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I think this one looks a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Maybe I can get a trailer soon so we can show it maybe before yeah, Operation yeah. Uh, Mekong. <laughs> Thank you. Mekong. Hopefully I'm pronouncing that right. Well, your your Cantonese is <laughs> impeccable, spot on. Yes. Spot on. And uh, yeah, so we have, you know, it is October, so it's our Halloween month. So we'll mention again that 
some of the other stuff we have coming up range from uh, Kid Fair, like Monster House. That'll be our Kids Club presentation of the month, which I can't believe is 10 years old already. So it's the 10th anniversary screening of Monster Didn't House. Didn't Spielberg produce that one? Yeah, it, it's Spielberg and Zemeckis, so the reuniting the team behind Dream Roger Dream. Rabbit. And used cars. And and for, for podcast nerds, it's uh, Dan Harmon wrote the script. Mm. Uh before he did Community or, or, or Rick and Morty or anything. So it's one of his earliest scripts that he co-wrote with Rob Schraub, who is directing the new Lego film. So two, two guys young in their career uh, working for Spielberg and Zemeckis. And it's, uh, it's, it's, it's that Zemeckis um, CG style, which, mm. which usually hate. I hate. But what I, I li- like Tintin. Well, what I liked about Monster House was it's not... <laughs> photorealistic it's it's like it's cartoony the 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 kids look like you know bigger heads or their arms look thin we just that like they they look the the old people look like cartoon characters what i hate about is is when it's like creepy dead-eyed tom hanks you know like that's that's what i can't even tom hanks was on letterman years ago and he was making fun of that film so he's the star of it and he doesn't like the way that film looks so so monster house i gave a pass to because it's it's a cartoon like it's not um it's not just tracing people but yeah but uh but yeah monster house is coming up and then what are the other halloween stuff we have ghostbusters the original ghostbusters the original one uh, the good one yeah <laughs> i like the new one have you seen the uh extended version no it's terrible there's an extended version yeah, of the Yeah, it one? makes you hate Ghostbusters like everyone else hates ah. Ghostbusters. Like, I kind of like the new one, too. Yeah. But everyone hates it, and it's a big flop. Then I watch the one that's a half hour longer now. Yeah. Yeah, and I hate it now. <laughs> well, that, that's often the thing. It's like a, a, an album or a movie or whatever was at a certain length for a reason. And often, you know, they'll, they'll release the, the lost tracks from a band or something. And you're like, oh, that's why these tracks were lost. Or, you know, you'll, you'll see a... It was a while back on DVD, and again, DVD is kind of a dead thing now. But it was it, it was well, like there's no video stores, there's no you know it, it's uh, everything just you know digital or or streaming. Like I don't think you know in Ottawa all the like one of the big changes gone. There's no video stores anymore. There's video like, Mondo, I think is the only one left. Yeah, and and even in like out east and the big video store just closed down and, and out in Halifax. So it's like. You know the the video stores compared to what they were in my youth are are nothing. Mm. But there was there was a trend for a while of not even like director's cuts, but they would just put like a weird thing on it, and it'd be like the unrated edition. Yeah, or like the 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 extra virgin edition of Forty Year Old Virgin. And same example, like a movie that I really like, and you watch the half hour longer version, and it's just every joke just goes on too long, and, and you're like, yeah, that's why you had it cut down to this length initially. Like the, like the Abyss and Aliens. Yeah. And yeah. And, oh, the worst. I think the worst is Hearts of Dark. Uh, sorry, Apocalypse Now. Right. <laughs> I hate the Redux version. Yeah. I mean, all those scenes are great. They would be great on a Blu-ray as an extra. Right. But yeah. They yeah. Just ruin the theatrical experience. It just feels like a really long. It's just an excuse to remarket the film, like the uh, Exorcist. Well, I think it all. Be- it's all because in 1997 they re-released Star Wars. Yeah. And 20th Century Fox didn't have to make a movie. Yeah. They re-released an old movie. And it was a big hit. They had a blockbuster in the theaters without having to make a movie. Right. And ever since then, then the Exorcist came out and they added some shit. They, yeah. they, they put the dead double appears on the stove in that movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all, the, the all the stuff that was place. cut for a reason. Well, then, then they added stupid stuff. There's a, there's a bit in the Exorcist that's... There's, in the kitchen, it's a wide shot of the kitchen 
and the devil's face appears on the yeah, side of the stone. Yeah, I remember I'm that. like, ooh, that's terrifying. Not. <laughs> it's funny. Uh, I drink your blood. I drink your blood, yes. That drink your blood. Just the trailer, like, we were watching. The trailer watch- here is great. The trailer's funny like because because it is a digital trailer, but it has all the 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 lovely flaws of a drive-in movie, yeah. and it really makes you like. I hope the movie looks like that. It's almost like when when Rodriguez and Quentin did Grindhouse and yeah. and put in all the flaws. It's this weird thing. It's like sometimes <laughs> they'll do it on music too. Like they'll put in like the scratch of a record to give like a certain feel. Mm. Yeah. And I'm like, how bizarre to purposefully make something you know look worse but it helps with is the this uh, grindhouse releasing yes it is how do you know <laughs> it is but yeah they're remastering this classic horror drive-in horror film the trailer's great yeah it's gonna be really disgusting and bloody yeah i do hope the movie looks as good as the trailer yeah is here yeah yeah uh, it plays october 22nd and 23rd and those i think as a horror film fan living in ottawa those are the two halloween movies this yeah mm-hmm. this year. I, I always it's, it's stuff that you're Stuff that you've never seen before on the big screen. Stuff that's so fun to see with a crowd. Mm-hmm. And oh, I'm sorry. Oh, what? He's, looking had, He's looking again. He's looking again. Something else. <laughs> well, our Halloween double bill on October 24th, uh, like we do every year, will be oh, The okay. Exorcist and The Shining. Someone mm-hmm. was just asking you that about that, and my mind would. Oh yeah. We I, need to put that online, I guess. I will do that the today. Exorcist and The Shining, and I'd like to start them at 6:30 instead of seven, just sure. so I can bring my daughter. Yeah, do it. <laughs> well, they're both kind of long films too, so I think. Especially on, what is that? Is that a weeknight? Yeah, it's a Monday night. Monday night, yeah. So I think especially on a weeknight, it doesn't hurt to start things a bit earlier because mm-hmm. both of those films are over two hours, I think, right? Well, The Shining's pretty long. Yeah. Um, everyone yeah, so always s- asks, so which version of Exorcist is it? Do we know? Well, the, the, the theatrical version. So like the I don't original? The, yeah, I don't think the director's cut is available anymore. Yeah. Because it's stupid. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> but I want my... Although I think our po- the poster we have is the the right. version you've never seen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that's okay. Yeah. Oh, I just... Yeah. Yeah, we have we have to, like... What's the date on that again? The... I'll send an email. Cool. October 24th. Double bill. Yeah, someone was just asking about that, and I was like, oh, I don't know. Maybe we're not fitting that in this year. That, the last year was one of my favorite Mayfair, night, Mayfair nights Are you ever. Power went out? I was, mm-hmm. I'm, I was sitting in the box office kind of doing a couple things... And then the power goes out. And when the power goes out, I don't think I'm exaggerating, but but you can you can feel it. Like, you, there's like a, a, like a sense that the, like... I was walking back from the bagel place when that Oh, happened, yeah, yeah. And I, and Mel was getting burritos. <laughs> yeah. And you were there. I was there, yeah. And, and, but I saw, like, like the entire grid go out, and I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah. And... Just for a few minutes, but enough to yeah, yeah. shit out of everyone. But what was yeah. hilarious was that... Oh, so, so first I heard a couple of people... Like scream, like really scream. So like it was a part in the film where like, you know, when the lights went out, it shocked them. What is interesting about digital technology is I got to like run upstairs and basically pause it, and mm-hmm. it was good to go. And our our patrons were extra nice that night because nobody got angry, and I and I just basically announced to the crowd, and kind of our backup lights went on, and I was like, everyone stand by. We don't know what's going on right now either. Maybe we'll be back on in five minutes. If a few minutes go more go by, we'll figure out what to do. And then the power came back on, and people clapped and restarted the movie, and everything was fine. But it was so funny, like, really scary movie, and then the lights go out, and people yeah. scream in the theater. That's satanic. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was very... I, I was home, but people were tweeting it. Yeah. And, and someone was in the, in the theater with their iPhone out. Yeah, and, and, and the, again, it's so weird how 
you found out via that yeah. right away because people kind of went on and went like, I just got scared to death at the yeah. Mayfair because the power went out. And you just looked outside and grids are so weird because you look outside and you can see like on the horizon where it's good. Yeah. And that's happened before where we were like right on the cusp. Like it's like Sunnyside might be like, you know, the, the street that's like half a block away from us was fine. And then we were screwed. Mm-hmm. And things but got it back It was only up. like 20 minutes. Yeah, things got back up and everything was fine. So hopefully that won't happen again this year. But And it was some weird reason too. It was like, it was like a car hit a something and knocked out the grid. Like it was actually like, it wasn't just like, it was a, like an accident happened and knocked out the grid. On, on a Halloween it screen. Was the FBI? The FBI yeah, shut <laughs> yeah, the shut us down. Um, yeah, it's funny that that double bill, and we don't play in a perfect world where we were getting 200 people a night to every screening. We could probably play double bills more. And it's a bit harder, I know, nowadays because distributors don't like each other. Whereas, I think back in my high school days, it was just like a free-for-all. And you could actually program accordingly. You could program by filmmaker you could program by genre they no they couldn't and the, they the, could, dis- yeah. the, the, they were, the Mayfair was always pissing off the distributors okay that's and funny it was, yeah it was just something they shouldn't have been doing right yeah yeah uh, because you know I remember when we screened Jesus Christ Vampire Hunter here right it was a double bill with Time and Tide the Troy Hark movie <laughs> <with> <laughs> Sony Pictures yeah and we sold the place out yeah and ten people come to see we sold the place out for four nights right ten people would come to see Time and Tide and every night we had to split 50-50 with Sony. Exactly. So Sony was getting, you know, thousands of dollars that should have gone <laughs> Of to, your money. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was bullshit. And it was pissing me off like it pissed off all the distributors. Yeah. So they weren't doing it right. And um, and now, but but Warner Brothers owns Shining and Exorcist, so we can get away yeah. with that kind of a double bill. I know the Bytown on Halloween night showing Young Frankenstein with the new Ghostbusters. Right. Those are both Sony. Yeah. And um, and that and that's the funny thing is like that works. Drive-ins. I remember as a kid going to drive-ins, and it would be like, you know, RoboCop, and then whatever the romantic comedy yeah. was at the time. Yeah. Because they just had to get the two. Yep. Similar yeah. films. So a lot of it, yeah, it seems odd. Yeah. Drive-in double bills seem odd. Yeah. And then Mayfair, I guess, once they started playing by the rules, like the generation before us, it was the same. Like I remember coming here one night and. It was it was something like Born Identity or Born Ultimatum or something, and then yeah, it's like some goofy Adam Sandler comedy because yeah. it was just like whatever the two movies they yeah. were they could yeah. hit together. So, so yeah, so like you know we we couldn't show, you know, Spider Man and X Men because one's Sony and one's Fox, although they have a similar theme, you know. So that's we can get away with this just because these two iconic horror films just happen to be the same distributor. Because, yeah, the argument is fair of, of them saying, well, our film's more popular than yours. Yeah. We should get more. And and even when we screen, like, you know, a triple bill of Indiana Jones, we'll have, you know, 100 people for the first one, mm-hmm. and then 25 for the second and 10 for the third. I remember on Canada Day, we, oh, we did Porky's. Porky's triple bill. We had a really good turnout for Porky's at 7. Yeah. And then the 9 o'clock and midnight shows of part 2 and 3 where no one was there. Yeah. yeah no yeah. one stuck around. It's like, holy crap. Yeah. We got to do things differently around so here. So we, we, we watched like six hours of Porky's. <laughs> yeah, no one should ever do that. No, <laughs> no. And that's the thing. It's just today, it's funny because despite films getting longer, um, just seems people don't have the attention span for double bills. And yeah. we'll show something awesome. Like, I remember a few years back, 
the um, you know a Planet of the Apes double bill. Yeah. And it it did very well for the first one. There was like 150 people here for the first one. Yeah. And it whittled down to like 40 for the second because I don't think it's not that people didn't like it, but just people. Were, don't seem to have that mentality yeah. anymore. Yeah. It's like our diehard double bills. Everyone leaves for part two. Yeah. Jaws two. Everyone left yeah. for yeah. Jaws two, which I think is the best Jaws sequel. I, I think it's yeah. yeah, and that's why I think I always kind of say it's fair just to well, cruel Jaws. Yeah. <laughs> I actually think Jaws two is probably the second best shark movie ever made. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. Jaws two is good. I just don't like watching it. I don't really recommend watching it after the first Jaws because the first watch, Jaws. You should watch any movie after Jaws. Yeah. <laughs> don't watch. Don't watch uh, Doctor Strangelove after yeah. Jaws. <laughs> Josh. Josh. <laughs> Josh. That's my movie. That's when I attack a small swimming community. Uh, yeah, a while back I watched a couple friends and I because we're idiots watched like ten Friday the Thirteenth in one day, like in a row. We had to get up at like seven in the morning. It was right. like a marathon. Did your uh, mother pack your virginity for you? Yeah, yeah. Well, it was it was uh, my friend, my friend Giselle, my friend Al, and myself. Al's girlfriend at the time, as the day progressed, got more and more furious at us because we were like wasting our lives, yeah. and she had like gone out to school and done things. And we were just sitting there, and near the end of the day, it was just this like, as you mentioned, it was funny, like like an apocalypse now esque descent into madness, and we were just not enjoying ourselves. But when you watch those films back to back. They don't make any sense. Like costumes change, the mask changes. It's almost like a like an old like like Western <laughs> serial where like a guy gets shot at the end of part seven and in part eight he doesn't really get shot. Mm-hmm. So some movies, yeah, like you're not you shouldn't watch them back to back like that. But um, but Godfather three doesn't work after Godfather one and two. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I will like I I love the Evil Dead trilogy, but those are really funny because none of them really match up. Like no, the end of part one doesn't make sense to part two. Uh, and then the end of Evil Dead, the last thing we, Evil Dead 2, the last thing we see is a bunch of knights like worshipping Ash, like this yeah. this god who's come to them. And the beginning of Army of Darkness, he's being taken away in chains. So those movies are this weird, like, they're a trilogy, but they don't, they don't connect to each other. But there's, I still love them. But mm-hmm. they're almost like, I think if you chop them up a bit, you could just make one like, three-hour Ash movie, but you'd have to take out a couple scenes. Has season movie. two started yet? I don't know. I, 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 I love, love Ash versus the Evil Dead. Dead. Is that what it's called? Oh, it's hate to talk about TV, but oh, I love that show. <laughs> that, was, that was a glorious show. Um, yeah, just makes you want to watch the I'm movie. almost finished uh, Crisis in Six Scenes, the new Woody Allen TV show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which sounds like the weirdest thing I've ever said out loud. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah. On Amazon, you can watch six 20-minute episodes of something he did for television starring... Woody Allen and Miley Cyrus. Weird. Yeah. <laughs> His last movie made some money. I, I was looking at it out of curiosity, and it was like, it's like it made like $10 million here, and then it made like $10 million in France, and ten. so it made money. Yeah. And that's the catch. He's like, his movies cost like $3 million. Woody Allen is dollar signs to a lot of yeah. studios. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> as, as, had... as long as he doesn't cast himself. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just—he's—he's—he he's, uh, has this loyal target audience who have come to see one of his movies every single year for forty years, mm-hmm. and will continue for the next few years until he stops. Well, he's not. Yeah, he's not. I think he's probably got a good ten more years in him. Yeah, he seems young, and his new show—he stars in his new show. Yeah, and he's jumping from rooftop to rooftop. It seems it—it'll—it'll it'll be like. Um, He'll 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 die during his last project. Yeah, like it it'll be like, 
Wasn't it like hit Mia Farrow with all the Mia Farrow movie, <laughs> yeah. <you know? laughs> and he will be murdered on camera by her. <laughs> oh, what time are we at? I, I wasn't looking at my watch. Forty minutes. Forty minutes. Oh, it's an epic. Okay, let's get so out of here. Done? Yeah. Yep. Let's press stop. Give no. it a, <laughs> okay. give everyone a Bye, everybody. Stop. <laughs> uh, so go visit our friends at House of Targ. They're doing some fun Halloween stuff as well. And uh, check us out online at all our various social medias. Easy to find us. And go to audibletrial.com slash Mayfair Theatre Podcast to download a free audiobook. Go listen to The Exorcist or The Shining. I'm sure they're on mm-hmm. there. Get ready for the double bill. Or Jack Nicholson's biography of your... Don't watch Batman. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thanks everybody. Adios. Adios. The creeping, crawling, spine-tingling terror of Phantasm is now open everywhere, like a freshly dug grave. The Los Angeles Times called it a scream. We call it the picture with hearse power. Phantasm. From Avco Embassy Pictures, rated R under 17, not admitted without parent. If this one doesn't scare you, you're already dead. When tombstones topple and coffins creak open, and the deadly, delectable lady in lavender searches for fresh victims, that is the time to see Phantasm, a fiendish undertaking. Oh yes, and it does have a, a burial plot. Phantasm. If this one doesn't scare you, you're already dead. Phantasm from Avco Embassy Pictures, rated R, under 17, not admitted without parent.